You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Hello and welcome to the movie graveyard. We're deeping back into the Tom Cruise Chronicles. We're talking about the early career of Tom before he was international, before he was pulling off missions that were impossible. He was pulling off a mission in 1983 that was very possible. He was going to Tijuana, yeah. We uh, we kind of started this kind of looking at, uh, you know, Tom, he came out with a couple early roles. He had a supporting role in uh, Outsiders, and then the next year after that, he just, like, blew up on the scene with the the menage a trois, if you will, if uh, all the right moves, losing it, risky business, all very sex-themed. Yeah, it was very sex-themed, because even all the right moves is, like, risky business is all about sex. It's literally about prostitution. Really? This movie's about prostitution for the most part, too. Losing, or I'm sorry, all the right moves. At least he had sex, a very graphic sex scene with uh, Leah Thompson. Um, well, no, it it was it, no, it it was because like they they actually showed her bush and everything, and on the like the home video, like we saw, like in later years they like recropped it, censored it out. Yeah, like you could see a lot more, and also too, you could see Tom's um, penis in the shower and all the right moves. Because uh, if you ever watch a uh, scream. Um, like when I, when all the kids get dismissed from class because everybody's getting killed by Ghostface, like the how they all go to the video store to rent all the horror movies. Mm. Uh, what's her name? Um, Rose McGowan says the Nev Campbell. She's like, oh, and like uh, we should rent all the right movies because if you pause it in this uh, right place, you can see Tom Cruise's penis. So Tom was very Tom was a very sexual performer in his early days of film. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we're going to go ahead and get rolling. I, I'm rolling off. I know this film came out on a uh, DVD. There's a big DVD 10-pack back in the day I had, but I got it on the newer Blu-ray. So um, I don't know really like what version you guys have out there, or streaming version, because like, as always, like these movies that came out originally from smaller studios, like like we noticed this when we did um, another movie recently, me and Zach, like... Depending if you're streaming it, if you're watching on disc, you might get a whole nother set of like opening logos. So, I have the uh, Blu-ray paused on the 17 second mark, and it's the first logo company. It says Manson International. It's a big M with a rainbow-colored film strip wrapped around it. It says Manson International. So I'm gonna say one, two, three, go. When you hear me say the word go, please hit play on your remotes, and we'll get into losing it here. All right, everybody. One, two, three, go. We are rolling away with Manson International. But I have to say, I'm not really familiar with that logo. But uh, then there's the Embassy uh, logo, which I am very familiar with. Embassy Pictures, they put out a lot of uh, uh, like good early 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like, I think I think if I remember it right, like this is, uh, starts, it's one of those, this movie's so old, it's like literally the title comes up just immediately <laughs> like not even like a so-and-so picture directed it's just like, it's like mm. a movie. yeah <laughs> and it, it starts out with the theme song they made losing it says school's out boys get your motor running losing it like it's awesome <laughs> women whining, and beer losing it like it's really awesome oh my God. but yeah like it, it's really like uh 
We uh, we find all the guys in their in their houses, respective houses, in the morning, getting ready for school. Everybody's waking up, which was also just like Tom's movie, uh, All the Right Moves, where uh, it started out with him waking up in the morning, getting ready to go to school in the cold and frosty uh, Pittsburgh morning. But this is different because these these boys are waking up in California. Here it is. Yep. Yeah, Jackie or Haley, he stuffs his, uh, not even his pants, like his actual underwear with a giant tube sock so it can look like he's a, a well-hung Chad with a tight circumcision when he goes to school. Look how Tom, like, whipped that hair into shape right there. He's, like, really... <laughs> oh, my God, he is so dorky in this movie. I could not believe how dorky he was in this movie. Yeah, like, IMDb lists this as, like, 82 movie, but it actually came out in theaters in 83, so, like, he, I mean... Oh, see, he doesn't have the dorky hair in this shot. No, he's, like, more, like, well-groomed Tom in this shot. But, like, yeah, like, I wonder, like, if this was, like, you know, if Tom might have even possibly shot this before The Outsiders. I don't know. But it's definitely before he was starring in roles because... He's kind of, like, he's not, like, fat in this one, but he's kind of a little pudgy in this one. And from what I remember in The Outsiders, he was a little bit... He was, like, pretty thin. He's pretty buff, yeah. Um, And, uh... Yeah, like, it's weird, like, Tom, like, he's got little baby cheeks, like, chubby cheeks, but he's not, like, he's got a real tight shirt on, like, he, he doesn't really have any body fat, it's weird. Oh my god. Yeah, Jackie or Haley, the future Freddy Krueger here. He's so ugly, I hate to say that. Oh, come on. But he was, do you know why he was, yeah, like, (laughs) this a a long time ago in a high school, not so far away. (laughs) But yeah, um, he, he was, like, what's weird is, like, because uh, John Stockwell's also in this movie. It's, like, pretty much the main guys. It's really that smile, how it's so gummy on the top. Like, yeah. you can see his whole gums on the top. It just makes him look so gnarly. Well, he was, like, the big star of this movie at the time because he was in the Bad News Bears movies. Mm. He played, oh, okay. he played like, the older kid that rode the dirt bike to the games and was always smoking cigarettes and shit. <laughs> oh, my God. He's just so gross. Yeah. So here we get, like, they're all doing, the boys are all doing the thumbs up. Mm the last part of school and their one friend who like for some reason he, he looks, looks like, like he has gray hair <laughs> yeah he looks way older i think it's just because it's i was gonna say it i think it's just the light is shining hard on his hair like this movie's is like that Nathan Lane? no no <laughs> it looks like him but uh oh my God. but uh yeah like this movie's very like insanely overly brightly lit and mm-hmm. and i think it's because uh, i always when i was a kid watching this on cable i always thought this was supposed to be a 50s movie the way they're dressed but it turns out it actually takes place in 1965. Mm. Yeah, I noticed a lot of stuff made in the 60s still kind of has like a 50s look to it. Yeah, and and I think even though this was an early 80s production, and there were some like brightly lit movies of that time, you know, especially teen comedies, like I think they like insanely went... Because when we were watching that Elvis movie the other day on TV... Like like uh, like an actual old Elvis movie, like a beach movie, or, or no, it was the Frankie Avalon movie. That beach movie, that movie with with the guy in the gorilla suit and all that mm-hmm. shit. That movie was like lit just like this. Yeah. Like it was just like so really bright. But I kind of like it though because if you notice, like they intentionally have like all the main guys kind of wear colorful clothing in this, yeah. and like the bright light really makes their clothing colors pop. I think. Yeah, that's one thing that like I love watching about uh, watching any of. That's one thing I love about watching the older movies that we watch because they're so colorful. Mm-hmm. Like, even like with the, I'm always like pointing 
stuff to you now, like, in the background, you know? Like, I'm not even paying attention to what's happening in the front. I'm just, like, looking yeah. in the background, and I'm like, oh, my God, look at that thing in the back, how colorful it is. Like, it's so funny, because it's, it, I'm, it's just, like, I'm not used to that anymore. And so when you watch it, it's so obvious. Like, look at the, all the, those pillar things in the background that were, that were all yellow. Like, yeah, I was gonna say just all the girl. There's a couple girls in the hallway with like red sweaters, and it really like stood out. Yeah, like it, like little details like that. And granted, any school could have yellow like pillars or whatever, but it's like you wouldn't notice it in a movie today because it just wouldn't be like colored brightly. Yeah, it, it would be all digital, and then they would use a computer to bring all the colors down. And yeah, this guy that throws the condom full of water, man, oh. and hits the girl like. This dude looks like a guy from, like, the 50s. There had to be two that were thrown, right? Because one got him, and then one got her. <laughs> yeah, it was like... It was like a double splash, kind of. And here we see our guy, John Stockwell, who, like, he... Obviously, he didn't become a huge star like um, like Tom did, but he, but he had a lot of success, like, right after this. Um, the next year, he uh, he made Christine with John Carpenter, the Stephen King. He control really well. Like, it yeah. seems like him. Like, he seems like this guy. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, he's kind of, like, oh, a no. hood, uh, he's not a greaser or anything, but he's kind of, like, mm-hmm. out of all the guys, he comes from, like, the poorest family, it seems like, and he's... I guess he's not pudgy. No, like, t- that's what was weird, like, I felt that way, too, but, like, maybe there's, like, different, <laughs> like, like, maybe Tom's weight fluctuated, like, while they filmed the movie, because yeah. there's some, there's some parts where he looks very babyish and kind of round-faced, yeah. and there's other parts where he looks a little more, like, chiseled, like, like, yeah. you know, how we're used to seeing Tom. But he's de- but like that's what I was saying though is weird though because he's definitely not fat because his his clothes are so damn skin tight in this movie there was like yeah. even if you would have had like love handles you would have seen him. Yeah. So because the guy who looked like Nathan Lane, uh, backed out, which like it's good like he backed <laughs> out because he's he wasn't really a recognizable actor. So then they have to but take. But now rewatching it, I'm curious to see what the movie would have been like if he would have went. <laughs> yeah. Well, he seemed like a nerdy guy, so he. I know that's what I'm wondering. Like they have to bring. Uh, uh, Jackie O'Hurley's little brother Wendell the Wimp, who like I'm blanking on his name right now, but he's the he he was a kid actor who was in a lot of stuff back then, and um, yeah, like John Stockwell got in trouble there for um, for getting in that fight with that jock, so he's like got I a, like how he's walking. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got like yes, sir. I'm leaving right now. <laughs> like his punishment is like picking up all the trash around the school, but then. Like, on the football field, they're having football practice, and he runs out. And, like, this was in the trailer. Like, it's always, like, fun hijinks. This is, like, the first start, besides, obviously, the water balloon condom. This is, like, the first start of, really, the hijinks of this movie. When you realize this is really going to be, like, a hijinks, porkies-type movie. And, like, the coach is like, oh, he's getting away from his punishment. Like, the whole football team chase him. Like, they're trying to kill him. And, And you even pointed out, when he jumps up the fence here... Follow. Yeah, the fence is like all bouncy. I remember like climbing fences as a kid, and they were always shaky like that. I forgot the lid. That was was that him or a stunt guy? It looked like him. Yeah, like yeah, it like, like him. his the hair, everything. Yeah, his name was Spider. Actors back then were very athletic. Yeah, he was. They would never dare let an actor do that. Now. Well, then he like hangs off the back of the car there, like almost falling in. Yeah, so like Wendell the Wimp, he's the little brother. Um, but he's like he's the kid of the school who always like runs like the black market shit. Like he's always selling firecrackers. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're they're really like you can tell they're getting pulled on oh, a yeah, thing, but but because even get, then, <laughs> but yeah, like they are like. 
And I was wondering, like, like you see in like period piece movies too, like sometimes they go faster, so you don't notice the all the cars on the street and like might not be yeah. completely vintage or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. But they're rolling this convertible, and uh, we should talk about this car. Look at his teeth! Like, oh my gosh, he's so gross. He's he's Jack Harley, <laughs> man. Oh like everybody, everybody knows. <laughs> He's about we're Jackie or Haley. I didn't get to say any of this when we watched it the first time because I I tried not to talk when we watched it for the first time so I could say yeah. it on here. <laughs> so now you're gonna hear everything I was thinking. Oh. Yeah, like when we when we kind of made the decision and we kind of <laughs> forgot about it for a while, but to try to tackle the early Tom classics, you know, mm-hmm. like I could not wait to get to this one. I was like, oh, I can't wait to like force losing it down your throat so you have to. <laughs> see it but um but i just can't believe you said you used to watch this all the time when you were oh middle. oh I'm just like, what the hell? i i'm really not <laughs> shitting you when i said i used to watch this I, I probably watched this like on a weekly basis for a while for like a year or two so now at that same age would you let your kid watch this movie i mean i would <laughs> i don't think you would but i would i would not <laughs> Like, like I used to go to see R-rated films all the time when I was, like, under the age of five. And I, I think what people don't understand is, like... But that's because you were raised by a man. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's just, like, there's there's a lot of bad things in a movie that you think is, like, oh, a kid can't see this, but it's, like... Um, it's not that they can. I just feel like they're... They're not ready for it yet. But like, but like, okay. First of all, like, you know how this movie's called Losing It, and like, if you were to see the trailer, it's all like Woody. Which, by the way, it's Tom's name. Like, Woody is trying to spider. Like, they're all losing it. Like, it, the whole point is like they're supposed to be going to lose their virginity. Right. But like, I never had any clue as a kid. Like, I knew like when well, they that's went. That's not what I'm concerned about. Yeah. I'm concerned about all the nudity. Like all the hijinks. <laughs> well, there's really not even that much nudity, really. But like when even when I was a little kid, I I never thought like seeing a woman's breast was bad. Like it never seemed I don't like think that it's bad. It's just something that I don't think they'd be ready for yet. How old were you when you were watching it? Well, this came out in theaters when I was six, and I saw it on cable. <laughs> See, that's too so good. so. I probably so you know, back then it took a little while for things to get to the movie channel. So like I was probably at the youngest. I was probably seven, and I was probably more like eight or nine. Even at nine to watch yes, losing it. It's too young. Oh come on! <laughs> I mean, like you just got to know you can't. Like here, like they're robbing the store. We should say like they go to this. Know, they go to this little grocery store, neighborhood grocery store, and Shelly Long and her, the guy playing her husband. So like, I always took it that like that girl that was walking on the parking lot was like a girl he was having an affair with, and she found out or something. Which yeah. that might not even be the storyline. I could have like confused. <laughs> But basically, for one reason or another, like, she basically decided to leave him. I think he was just, like, flirting with her or something. Yeah. Because, like, the girl walking out was super pissed. She's like, I've had enough of this. And she, like, slammed down and broke all her groceries. maybe she was another one of the employees. And she just didn't, she got tired of them fighting. I think that's what it was. That could be, too. But she sped out on a Corvette. And I like how the guys were trying to hit on that girl. And she, like, almost ran them over. (laughs) So then here comes a great stunt where Shelly Long's in, like, the delivery van for the market or whatever. And, like, they have kind of, like, this fake front part of the store oh, built. Man. Yeah, and, like, she pulls out. She almost hits a guy's car, but then oh. she just crashes into the the whole entrance to the place. And then, she like, just to get away from the husband, she jumps in the car <laughs> with the teenage boys. And, like, like we should say that they just shoplifted, like, the shit out of They just the stole, yeah, like, 200 bucks worth of donuts and shit they just stole. Which, 
the, like when they're grabbing the drinks, the cokes and stuff. I was like, why aren't they grabbing beer? I know that's what I thought too when we first saw it. <laughs> Maybe they just thought they would get in more trouble if they was getting caught stealing beer or something. Well, they're driving. <laughs> to their destination safely yeah but yeah and like they pull out and like they're pretty much like at the beach here look at Tom little Tom young Tom little baby face he's kind of baby face in risky business as well yeah that's one of those ones that uh I know I should have watched by now yeah we'll, we'll we'll get to it um so yeah, he's realizing he's got all this stuff in his head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she just ran out on her husband, like their store that they own or whatever. He's trying to hide it. Hey, look at those Twinkies. She's she, they offer her something. And she's like, she's like, oh, like you guys, wait, you guys stole all These this are stuff. My pretzels. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is our price tag this on it. Where did you get it from? <laughs> but. <you> mean to? <laughs> We're from poor families. Yeah. We're, <laughs> He's driving this nice-ass car. We're from poor families. And, like, Tom, like, offers to pay for it or take it back or something. Like, it's so, like, so silly. <laughs> we'll even give it back. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even opened these. <laughs> Why does she even care? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think that's the thing that's funny is, like... <laughs> is, like, she realized, like, what does it matter? I just walked out on my husband. Like, who cares about his stupid store yeah. or whatever? Because even back then, all that stuff was probably, like, 20 bucks worth of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously this guy wants a piece. Yeah. <laughs> Spider thinks he can bang her. And, like, we should say, because, like, you know, they're all supposed to be, like, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 years old at the most because they're still in high school. And she's, like, the older woman, but, like, it's, like, one of those things when I watch this now. Like, when I watched this as a kid, I was like, oh, she's the adult. Mm -hmm. But when you watch it now, like, you realize, like, she's probably only supposed to be, like, 27 or 28 years old. I was wondering how old she was supposed to be. She's pretty young. So, like, Shelley Long, like, I guess they, because the show Cheers came out, like, right around this time. Like, either this year or the next year after they shot it. And, like, one thing I thought was funny was, um... And I don't even know, like, how this would really be possible, but one of the, uh, the, uh, yeah, Jackie or Hilly has to take a sock out of his <laughs> fucking pants to go pee in the thing, because Shelly Long, the women's bathroom is broke, she had to use the men's one, she, like, she walks out and, like, Whoa. startles him, he pisses all over his, like, little thin white canvas yeah. shoes. But, uh, yeah, the, the guy, uh, John P. Navin, who played Wendell... He was the first person through the front door in the very first episode of Cheers, which also starred Shelley Long. Wow. So, like, it's weird, like, that a kid walked through the bar <laughs> doors in the first episode of Cheers. But it was, like, I thought that was an interesting piece of trivia. <laughs> but, like, also, too, another thing that's interesting is one of the earlier movies, Tom did Taps uh, from, like, 81. Oh, these guys are there from the beginning. Yeah, the, the soldier guys. Yeah, they pass them get a horse <laughs> yeah basically they just show some short soldier guys trying to get the tijuana and they'll come and play later yeah. but yeah like so was, like taps is a really good movie um about some kids who take their uh, military school hostage because they're about to shut it down the easiest entrance into mexico you will ever see <laughs> yeah and they're like wow there's no line or, or they didn't check our car and he's like yeah nobody cares what you bring into mexico it's what you take out <laughs> But yeah, the movie Taps, uh, the little boy who plays Wendell, John Navin, he was in it with Tom, too. Wow. 
And then, like, the one guy who plays, like, the main bully soldier, uh, Rick Rosovich, and then John Stockwell and Tom, they would all be in Top Crew, um, Top Gun, like, two or three years after this. So it's really interesting how, like, actors always, like, just, like, kind of, you know, at that time period, there were so many movies being made about young people or whatever. Like, you, like, they're all bumping each other, working together with each other and stuff. Here he's telling the story about these Spanish flies, and everybody already knows the story. Everybody knows the conclusion. It's just a myth. Oh, this is the best joke. Jackie O'Haley had to put his pistol upon canvas <laughs> shoes on the antenna that of the car. It. That's all it took to get in. Yeah. And, like, the, the border guard, the Mexican border guard, like, sees the shoes, and he starts touching them, and he smells his fingers, like, oh, it's piss, let him go through <laughs> I'm curious if that really was filmed at an actual entrance into Mexico, because when was this? When did this come out? When was it filmed? Um, it's it came the release date was eighty three. Excuse me, but um, places listed as eighty two. So like, I'm thinking it was completed in eighty two. Because I went, I think in the nineties sometime. Yeah, it was like first half of the nineties, I guess maybe. And it was not like that to get in. No. <laughs> like, so maybe like 10 years later, I guess. Like, yeah, it was not like that. So I'm curious if that was like a, a makeshift entrance for the movie or if it was actually one of the real entrances. Yeah, it was interesting because it was like, it was like too big for them to probably build for the budget of this movie. But at the same time, like it didn't seem like sufficient at all. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was too easy. But, like, also, too, I was watching this, not to get off on a tangent, but I was watching this other movie last night, Perdita Durango, and, they, like, the, because of the story, they keep crossing back and forth the border, and there's, like, different, like, areas, like, depending, like, what state you're in, or, like, like I don't know, like, like there was, like, the big border crossings they went across, and then there was, like, one or two, like, really small ones, too, or just, like, one alleyway, almost, like, a gate, it was weird, and it was, like, actually filmed in Mexico, so, or parts of it were, but... But I know this movie, um, they didn't actually film in Tijuana. This is actually, uh, I don't know how you say it or if you heard of it, but uh, it's like Calexico, California. Yeah. yeah. And um, they like changed a lot of the storefronts and stuff to make it seem more like Tijuana. So like maybe that was just like, I don't know, like an entrance to the city or something? Like, mm, like maybe yeah. it's just like a smaller area that they just doubled as the border. Because yeah, it, it was hard... I mean, I mean, obviously, like we said, this movie's supposed to take place in like '65, but they really had to shoot it in the early '80s. But even the early '80s, I can't imagine that like low tech and small. Gosh, it came in so fast. Yeah. Here so, comes uh, what's his name? The, El Jefe. Yeah. The actor that we say looks like Bane. Oh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, God, I just yeah. him up today. Pedro Pascal's dad. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we should mention like a big part of this storyline is um. Is a Jackie Earl Haley the car that they take? It's like this real nice um, uh, '57 Chevy, which like, you know, like is a hot car back then. But it, you know, it wasn't a classic car yet. You know, in the world of the story, it was only a few years old. But uh, he wants to take it down to this place while they're off in the whorehouses or whatever. They want to uh, take it and get a what they call a tuck and roll, which means like they're going to get the re- the upholstery done, redone. And supposedly there's a guy here at Chewy who does it real good um like he'll redo the upholstery because like they just kind of have like flat black upholstery now and he wants to get it like super like red color and white stripes to match the car make it you know look cool I like how he gets like like 
he's like the one that's like messing around most of the time in the movie always talking about girls and getting a piece but I like when he talks about the car he's so serious and he turns real like humble and like yeah I like that part of him like it's endearing like he, he yeah he's he's like uh Jackie or her Earl Haley plays Dave, who's like, and Dave's like the the more obnoxious kind of character of the crew, and like that's the thing you always had to have a crew back then. So like, you know, Jackie Haley is like the obnoxious one. Spider John Stockwell's like the tough guy from the wrong side of the tracks, and then Woody played by Tom Cruise is literally just like your just more normal straight laced kid, you know. But yeah, like the cop starts talking to them about the car, like he followed them there, and like. They they try to get away from him real quick because like you know like they're afraid he was going to be a cop that was going to shake them down for money or something, and like yeah like the the cop is like admiring the car and stuff and they're just like they're getting defensive because they think this cop's trying to roll them. So well, he says it'll make a good police car. So. Yeah, like he makes it sound like he wants to take the car or something. He's claiming that the back light brake light is out or whatever. Yeah, which they never show whether it really was or not, so yeah. it's hard to say. But, like, yeah, like, you don't know, like, the Mexican cop, like, you don't really know, is he corrupt, like, they're afraid he is, or is he just, you know... Is he being real? <laughs> yeah, because, like, Stockwell was, all, like, all mouthing off to him getting on his bad side, but you can't really tell. But he sa- he says, I'll leave you alone, because, you know, because you're going to do business with Chewie, and, you know, he needs the money or whatever. But, yeah, so so this is uh, Shelley Long, her kind of plot, or what do you call it, character arc, I guess, of the movie, is that... She wanted to go down to Tijuana to uh, get a like a quickie divorce. I guess that was like it was cheaper down there or whatever. Just like mm-hmm. Jackie O'Haley's t- getting his upholstery down there because it's cheaper in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I guess it's cheaper to get the lawyer stuff done down there. Thinking of uh, eye makeup and all that eye makeup she has on, I looked up today and yes, Elvis Presley actually wore eyeliner. Did he? Wow. <laughs> yeah, we're debating uh, the. Uh, factual correctness of uh, the Elvis movie where Tom Hanks says that Elvis wore eyeliner but Priscilla said he did but he just barely wore a little bit just to accent his eyes which you can't even really tell it's like eyeliner (laughs) it just looks like he has pretty eyes dark feature yeah Yeah. black hair so so yeah this is kind of funny too like another urban legend like how they were talking about the Spanish flies earlier is um Dave is making the little brother Wendell stay with the car with Chewie, because um, he said he says, uh, "Yeah, like what these guys do down here for your upholstery is they stuff it with um, uh, horse shit, and uh, you know because it's cheaper than like the upholstery stuffing or whatever, and you know and you don't know anything because it's dried out, but then when the first time it rains, it gets wet, your your car smells like shit, which is like obviously it's an urban legend, like even within the movie." Because, like, Chewie even jokes about it at one point. But, like, yeah, like, it's funny, though, because, like, when you're redoing the upholstery, like, most of the shit's in there already. Like, it really wouldn't make sense to stuff it with horseshit. I just noticed right now, but I was going to say, like, how do you think they did that? They just, the ch- the seats have to be, like, removable, huh? Yeah, I think you just, like, anything, you probably just have to, se- like, cut it and separate it from the... No, yeah. I mean, like, for them to actually switch the upholstery out for the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, they have to... Re- like, yeah, all seats are removable in cars. Some are easier than others. Like, minivans and shit are made to be real easy to, like, pop them out. 
I think it's so funny how he's so, like, all about Sinatra and being classy and stuff and snapping his fingers while he's walking yeah. and being such a cool guy. But he's so, like, corny and, like, inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I think in a lot of ways, and obviously there's, like, The Last American Virgin and all that, but, like, I think this movie more oh, than any... girl says, I think I love you. <laughs> yeah, the, the Mexican uh, hookers here. <laughs> yeah. And then they just realize, like... You know, they're, they're just kind of, like, gawking for a second, then she's yelling at other guys to come up, too. Yeah. She just wants anybody to come up there. But, um, but yeah, like, I think, like, this movie reminds me more of the movie that American Pie was ripping off than any other one. Yeah. Because Last American Virgin starts out all wacky, then it gets all serious, but... I mean, this movie gets a little serious, too, but... See, but, like, these hookers that all these guys are getting, like, they're attractive women, and, like, <laughs> what happens to them later is just like, oh, holy shit. That's why you gotta take right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, and jumping on. <laughs> yeah, it's funny too because like this, the street is like so crowded with all these parked cars. Like it's like a car show almost or something. And like I don't know why. Like when I was a kid watching this, and maybe it is, but like I always thought there was like a festival going on here or something. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really just supposed to be like Friday night on the strip or whatever, and like everything's all crowded. There's a lot of soldiers there. Mm-hmm. They do 100 sexy Yeah, there's basically, like, these carnival... Like, there's, like, these little bars, and they all have different themes. Some have, like, southwestern themes. Some are, like, tropical Hawaiian theme. But, like, they basically have these, like, carnival barker guys yelling, trying to get you to, like, come out there or whatever. Um, to come into, like, their their bar or whatever and drink their drinks and have sex with their hookers. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, this guy that claims he's he... trying be- to sell his fake one. Yeah, he's got a, like a fake ass two dollar watch. And he's trying to say, "Oh, it's real gold. And I'll sell it to you for ten bucks." So this is his grandfather's watch. I kind of like this too because, like, I'd never been to Mexico, but one time I went to New Orleans, and like that's what this shit was like. Like people were just coming up to you trying to sell you all kinds of weird shit there and stuff. It was like during spring break too, so it was like people were really like weird coming up. I don't really remember anyone walking up to you trying to sell you shit. The only thing I really remember anyone, like, impeding in your space was, like, when we were still in the car driving through the street. Mm-hmm. Like, those guys that try to wash your windows, they kept coming up and, like, just washing the windows even though you didn't ask them to. Yeah, yeah, because they want to give it And they just over. do it and, like, then they try to, like, get money. But if you don't give it to them, they just walk away. It was weird. Yeah, and this, this guy, he, he kind of reminds me of, um... Yeah. Yeah, he says, he says, come into my bar, guys. I got the filthiest, juiciest women in Tijuana. <laughs> like, you have my word as a gentleman. That's his catchphrase. He kind of reminded me of, like, I wonder if it was, like, this is what inspired um, Cheech Marin and From Dust to Dawn, where he's like, come on in, pussy lovers. So, like, the theme of this bar is weird. It's, like, the stage where the girls dance. It's, like, a, a big paper mache, like, girl's mouth with a tongue. And at the end, the, like, the tongue tips up, and there's, like, a guy who's, like, kind of puppets just the very end oh, of the yeah. tongue like i i was like what's the point of that like it's just Why so silly oh it's supposed to be this licking her it's not it's not a very good like <laughs> prop or whatever <laughs> why did they let the most horniest guys choose guy choose the place uh, to go and he's gonna choose anything <laughs> even yeah if it's not good <laughs> Well, this, this one's kind of like a tiki bar. It's actually like, it doesn't, like the actual bar itself. But, but like right when you, like her, like it's not like she's like, they've seen so many other like girls as they walk by. Like I wouldn't exactly say she's like those other ones. <laughs> yeah. 
And like like the girls on the um like on the street, like basically pulling in all the GIs to have sex and stuff. Like they were like very like sexy, I, I go yeah. say. Where like these girls that come and talk to them in the bar, like kind of like the scam of this bar is they have these girls working there. Yeah. Where like like yeah, there's girls stripping up on stage, but there's like these other like they look so trashy. Yeah, like these girls are kind of just more like homely, kind of like they're not ugly, but they're kind of just like homely, and they they sit I with guess you. Those terrible wigs. Yeah. They they sit with the guys and then like then the waiter comes and force you know kind of forces the guys to spend money on the drinks. <laughs> He's not impressed. Yeah, yeah. Spider's like whatever because like I I never got the impression that Spider was like a virgin at all. Yeah. Like if anything, it seemed like he was probably always banging girls at the high school or whatever. <laughs> I feel bad for Tom. Tom Tom's so nervous he but like Tom's funny though like he wants to meet like a nice girl and have sex and it's like that's not what you go to Tijuana for like yeah. like I mean as like as over the top and annoying as Jackie or Haley is as Dave like he he at least gets what the point of Tijuana is oh my God. <laughs> yeah the the girl's grabbing uh Jackie Haley's uh tube sock and his pants going oh you're huge oh but um What's funny is, like, what would you, like, it'd be different if you were just wearing a tube sock in your pants, like, walking around school, and everybody's like, oh, look at that bulge, or whatever, but, like, what would you really do if you're going to have sex with a girl? Like, ain't she going to see the tube sock, like, come out, or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I like this guy, like, he, he charges people to take pictures in front of a donkey where you wear a hat that either says just married or just divorced. <laughs> this is a great bit here, like, Shelley Long's just walking around, there's, like, a wishing fountain. And, like, kind of just to say, like, you know, whatever, like, it's like a contemplative, like, character moment for her, <laughs> her character, like, you know, going through with this. And, like, she throws her wedding ring in the fountain, but there's all these Mexican guys, like, just standing around watching her, and, like, they go diving in the fountain for the ring, <laughs> and then she has to go dive in the fountain, too, and fight them off to get her ring back. <laughs> like, she totally, like, like, why does she even care? Like, she totally, like, was just throwing her wedding ring away. But then she got disgusted that these guys were going to take it. Like, it's not like it was going to sit in that wishing well forever anyway with all the pennies or whatever. It's mine. Yeah. Like, they actually, she actually kind of, like, fights these guys, too. Like, I was really... Like, at first second... Oh, because they're really, like... Yeah, the guy pulls her hair and shit. Like, I thought for a second they were going to start, like, give her a black eye or something, like, beat her up. But Shelly Long... I think Shelly Long is, like, really underrated. Like, she was a huge star in the 80s and pretty much... Like, she did Cheers, and she did The Money Pit with Tom Hanks. She did this other movie called True Beverly Hills. It was pretty big. And, like, yeah, it's, it's really weird. Like, as big of a star as she was in the 80s, like, by the 90s, she was, like, kind of, like, gone. Like, it was weird. That was a William for Mi Familia. Yeah. That's what we was? Mm-hmm. But she... Cab driver. Shelly Long's good. She kind of got, like, a really... She's kind of, like, a tall, thin woman. She kind of has, like, a real great classic kind of comedy physicality to her. That's from, that's from the 90s, isn't it? Me familiar. Uh, <clears throat> or is it early 2000s? I don't know. I, you know, I think it's ni- I think it's like late 90s. Add some spice to your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Me familiar. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, like, yeah, I can't really remember exactly what year it's from. I remember the trailers. I think it's definitely 90s. Oh, no. So, yeah, so so now, the, you know, Tom and 
maybe we should have bought those switchblades. <laughs> yeah, Jackie or Haley needs like they're getting led upstairs because it's like that's the thing that they tell them like, oh, the girls will take you upstairs, and they do, but then the girls leave and they're like, well, what the hell are we going upstairs for? And like this big like fat like kind of bouncer bully guy comes and he's like, you got to go upstairs, go upstairs, because they thought they were going to go upstairs and have sex with those girls. Yeah. And who knows, maybe that's what all the other, like, hookers on the street were doing. Like, they would get the guys in and then yeah, dump them off. That's true. But, yeah. But this guy, he doesn't even give them a choice. It's just, like, you know, go up there and they think they're going to get robbed or something. But there's a brothel up there. And, like, some of the women are kind of, like, I mean, you can't really expect the best with, like, some Tijuana hookers. You know what I mean? But, like, some of them are, like, kind of okay. They're just kind of trashy looking. And some of them are, like, really old. I did not see one that was kind of okay at all. <laughs> I, I think the one that, um, I think the ones that, uh, like, they're kind of gross in, like, their hair styles and shit. But I think the ones that Jackie or Haley and John Stockwell, like, like, they're passable for, like, they're actually pretty good for Tijuana hookers, I think. But the but the lady Tom picks, man, she's, like, old enough to be his grandma almost. Like, it's really... Tom's like, no, I want the ones downstairs. Like, they're all telling him, you want a chicken out? It's like, dude, this is his first time. Like, yeah. Why are you forcing him to do it with some old hag? Yeah. Yeah, these ladies, these women, I'm sorry, they're kind of old. Kind of rough around the edges. But, they, but all of them, no matter what, though, like, yeah. like at this point, I was just like... Like, are they really, like, whatever? Because they have this projector running, like, showing, like, old 50 stag films. And then I think there's, like, yeah. a little TV they're all watching, too. But, um, like, like you just wonder, like, are they going to get robbed? Or, like, 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 just the whole vibe of the place is, like, super... God, he just slaps her in the leg. Hey, yeah. Yeah. And then Jack, you Haley, like, he's like, oh, I want the one with the biggest boobs or whatever. Yeah, that was weird. It's like almost like lipstick hickey, aren't you? That I love that line when when uh, Tom asked asked that old hooker lady, "Have you been working here very long?" <laughs> trying to make conversation. Nice. Yeah, trying to make conversation. And then this is where kind of where the hijinks start because like, uh, damn fucking Tom's pants are tight as fuck. I know. Yeah, they bust in the room and Rick Rosovich the. The, their nemesis, the uh, soldier guy. Oh my god, this guy's so gross. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that they even, like, really showed him, because, like, the guys are upstairs getting involved in all the hooker stuff, and then, like, they show this guy who, like, sings, like, these raunchy, dirty songs down in the bar he's or whatever. He's so greasy, too. He's so gross. Like he's super greasy, yeah. He's super greasy. Yeah, like, they forget... Like, uh, cause, uh, Jackie or Haley had all the condoms, they forgot they got some from Cause, like, even these guys <laughs> in the mid-60s are smart enough to, like, they have to wear a condom with, like, these Tijuana hooker ladies. <laughs> Which, like, is, t- I wonder, like, what was the I'm deal back then? Yeah. Jackie or Haley, like, he's trying to get a good price with the hooker. But, um, I wonder if, like, uh, hookers and all that is, like, Tijuana, like, like, when did that get cleaned up? Like, <laughs> Like, when they started getting murdered. Oh, yeah. A lot of murders and shit going <laughs> Yeah. And, and everybody keeps walking into Rick Rasovich's uh, room. They, for some reason, they think Tom's in there, but he's not. But, um, yeah. This guy's singing a song saying she uses a tortilla for a diaphragm. Like, yeah. it's just silly, childish <laughs> shit. No, 
don't do yeah, that. Yeah, like, I, I love, I don't know why, like, I love that jacket that Tom had. Like, it was such a classic so 60s jacket. He has to take off his jacket. And he, he, like, intentionally leaves it. But this old lady, like, she knows, like, I mean, come on. Like, she doesn't know yet. Oh, like, giant roach that going down the wrong. Like, it's obviously, like, a puppet or something, but it's so silly. But, um. Because, like, no roach, like, runs down the, the wall, like, in a straight line like that. Oh, it's getting pulled on a wire or something. But, um, but, yeah, like, this older lady, like, she can tell Tom doesn't really want to have sex with her. Like, old enough to be his grandma or whatever. Here, showing off his, uh, fake teeth. Yeah, that was the best part. He's like, he's like, oh, like, give me a deal. And then she raised the price. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, damn, if your dick's that big, yeah, you gotta pay $5 more. I'm guessing this, well, I guess they didn't really shoot it in Tijuana, but I was going to say, because that, that dude playing the piano, he seems like a guy that would be down in Tijuana doing that shit. Oh my god, this lady's so gross. I, I think she's funny, because like, he's like, oh, I'm back, I got the condom, and, and, and she's like, did you remember to bring your dick? Like, <laughs> yeah, so Jackie O'Reilly, he brought a firework on the street, and now he's going to toss in this room thinking Tom's in there, but again, it's Rick Rosovich, and he gets pissed. And he has to chase him out. He has to go hide. <laughs> like, even the, the the brothel part of the movie has hijinks in it. <laughs> yeah, I think Rick Rosovich, uh, his big movie he did after this was The Terminator, where he played the roommates. Uh, uh, Sarah Connor had a roommate and her boyfriend. Like, they were having sex, and the Terminator busts in the apartment. He, he goes one-on-one with, with Arnold and gets destroyed. Arnold kills him, throws him through a, a, what do you call it, a door, and he's like now laying there dead. Yeah, she figured, the old lady figures out Tom's a virgin, and she's like, oh, it's okay, we don't have to do it, you know. Which, like, I don't know, like, like it was probably really, like, only this movie I've seen like this. Or no, I think Last American Virgin is the same way, too. Like, they go to a hooker, and the main character, like, everybody has sex with the hooker except him. Like, he has to pretend like he did, even though he really didn't. I like that she, like, said no, though. Like, yeah. I like that she didn't. She didn't even take his money, either. Yeah. But then he's so embarrassed, he runs out and leaves the jacket, which becomes a big plot point. The lost jacket. It does? Yeah. I totally don't remember. Because that's what starts the whole fight between him and Spider, remember? Oh. It comes up in a second. Yeah. In her sideways boobs. <laughs> yeah, Jackie or Haley, he can't believe her boobs. I like, he's not even like unbuttoning his jacket, he just rips it over his head. <laughs> oh my god. So obviously this is kind of like the Porky's portion. This is like the only part of the movie where they're all having sex and stuff. But uh, like this was a staple of movies, just watching people trying to get sex, having sex, afterwards the scenes of sex, like whatever. So when you were a kid watching that part, what did you think was happening? Oh no, I like I knew I knew they were like in a whorehouse or whatever. But it was just like you know, like it just it seemed like something like I like I don't think at the time though, like I really thought like I thought like this is a movie. It's like I didn't really think like this was something people really do, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which like being naive, you know, at the time, like like now I like I know that there's whorehouses all like all over every city has one somewhere, you know. But at the time, I just was like, oh, this is what happens in Mexico. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really think this was, like, a thing that people did, like, all the time. Yeah. 
But yeah, so like they meet uh, Spider and Woody. Uh, they meet down at the bar, and he's like, "Oh, what happened to your jacket? You left it up there." And he's like, "He's he's like, no. He's like, I don't, I don't want. It's okay. It's just a jacket. I'll leave it. Whatever." He's like, "No. He's like, don't be like weird. Like I'm gonna go up there with you. We're gonna go get your jacket. You know, like just trying to be a good friend." I don't get why he give him such a hard time about this. <laughs> yeah, and then Tom's like you know, admits that like, well, I don't want to go back up there again because I didn't really do it or whatever. And um. Yeah, like the carnival barker outside the goat bar. He kind of reminds me of like a young Wolfman Jack with a goatee and shit. But uh, yeah, so like that that kind of starts a fight with them. Is like then Tom admits that he didn't have sex. But I mean, it's like, could you re- would you really blame your friend for like not having sex with an older woman like that? Like, well, I mean, like I don't know the uh, rapport of guys amongst guys, but really the question is like, would you? I mean, I know you wouldn't because yeah. I know you, but like. Is that real, would that really be a thing where a guy would, like, hassle his guy friend for not doing it? No. When the mission was to do it? <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. Like, maybe your mission or whatever. Like, you're there and you're in a brothel and shit, maybe. But, like, just in terms of, like, whatever. Like, no. Like, nobody I ever hung out with, you know. <laughs> Like, 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 I would, you know, like, you would never shame your friend for hooking up with somebody nasty. But then you would also never, like, really, you know. Why not? That'd be great. Kidding. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna do what they're gonna do. You know, everybody has. See, a... well, you're not nor you're not like a normal guy who would give his friend a hard time. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some asshole you're somewhere, nice. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just like you know, some people, you know, like I've like like not mentioning any names, but like I've been friends with <laughs> people that would stick their dick in a hole in the wall, and oh my gosh. <laughs> other people who you know date girls or whatever and then other people who like can't get dates like even if they wanted to and like you don't really like shit on your friends you know based on like you try to help your friend like if your friend if your friend like needs needs uh help getting a girl like you try to introduce them to people or you know kind of but like you know you don't really shit on people like that he just finished yeah yeah, Jackie and Harley finish upstairs. But yeah, this is where they get reacquainted with Shelly Long. They run into her. She gets a margarita and buys them another round of beers. And then, like, Spider starts hitting on her again or whatever. Which is, like, weird, too, because, like, I mean, she know, she knows, like, why they came there or whatever. Like, why would she want to have sex with, like, some kid who, like, just had sex with, like, a nasty Tijuana whore or whatever? And then she he just called her a dog. <laughs> yeah. He gets all offended that she doesn't want him. Yeah. But she was, I mean, it's like, I get it. Like, they're on vacation. They're having hijinks. And, you know, it's like, oh, like, they see she broke up with her husband. Why not try to have sex with her or whatever? But, um, I mean, she was being nice. She bought them drinks. Like, like you know, that was another thing. Me and my friends, like, if somebody bought us drinks, like, girls or whatever, like, we'd be nice to them. We wouldn't, you know... He's such a jerk. Like, yeah. He plays it so good. Yeah, Stockwell. Makes you hate him. Like, he totally degrades Tom for not having sex with that old lady. Oh, but then they start to fight, but then he's like, Stockwell just punches Tom, like, one punch, and it's all over. That's a classic movie thing, too, where the girl looks at the asshole and says, you're a real jo- jerk, you know that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, that's, like, when a, when a girl puts you in your place, like, that really means something, you know? And then this is kind of like the course of the rest of the movie for their characters, but um, Shelley Long and Tom, they kind of 
go off and have their own Tijuana adventure. And I really like this, and it, it's kind of weird too. Like maybe because this this relation between these two characters uh, is kind of like the emotional crux of the movie a little bit. And like 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 this is the real coming. Like you know, it's it, it's a coming of age film in a way. But Tom is really the only one. Well, I won't say that because Stockwell goes through some rough shit too, getting arrested in Mexico. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of coming age too. But like, I always remember like more of this um, movie being like Tom Cruise's movie, like he was the star. And then when I, I got that ten pack DVD about ten, twelve years ago and watched it, and I was like, oh damn, like this really was an ensemble thing, you know? And Tom wasn't like just the main guy in it. Here he is doing his business. Yeah, Wendell the Wimp, he finally gets out to the firecracker market. He's trying to buy literally, like, bags and bags full of uh, firecrackers. Because, like, for whatever they cost in Mexico, he can sell them, he says, for, like, four times the price at the <laughs> middle school or high school where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, cause like uh, Jackie or Hilly keeps going on and on about, like, oh, you got to make a woman, woman come and all this. And he's saying, like, did you hear her screaming and all that? Like, he's so proud of that shit, not realizing that Hooker's just going to play act for you, you know? Yeah, Stockwell turns, like, real dark here, like... No, I think it's him that was supposed to be the one that, when you yell, it's, it feels better. Oh, yeah, he says that, too, when you yell. But he, in the dialogue, he said, we, I like this, too, where they go to the lady making snow cones. She's like, oh, what flavor do you want? They're like, no, we just need the ice for Tom's lip. It's all busted and bloody. I like how the lady reacts. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, a fighter. She you fight. He's a boxer. Yeah. You fight for the senorita. And Shelly Long just like, yeah. Yeah. That's not what he said. She said, she said, basically, like, oh, he's a, what a real gentleman. Mm. The captions were weird on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. I noticed too, like, yeah, here's the watch guy trying to sell it to Wendell. Take the, the kids. He's like, no. Yeah, he's like, it's fake, man. That's it's like, come on. They even like, I don't really know how old Wendell's supposed to be. I always thought he was supposed to be like around twelve. But I he... know their trademark. Yeah. <laughs> it's not nice to take somebody. It's like, I imagine someone naive. Yeah, like the <laughs> little kid knows his scam better than uh, his his older brother did. <laughs> this guy, this Carnival Barker guy, I saw this part. He's like really like creepy. He's like, oh yeah, you come in here, ah. <laughs> yeah. And he's, uh, uh, Dave's flipping out because Wendell left the car. Jackie Riley's got, like, a super, like, buttery stained tooth, you. man. Like, I told you. But it's just, like, one tooth. It's weird. I told you. Yeah, like, this guy, he, he even wants the kid to come into, like, the bar. Like, they don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, the kid could come in here, whatever, see all these naked women. But, yeah, Jackie Riley draws the line. He's like, no, we're going to go back to the car or whatever. Then they kind of go off into their separate. See, he's older than nine years old, and his brother's like, no, this is inappropriate for you. <laughs> wow, come on. I'm like, honestly. He proved me right. He proved me right. <laughs> yeah, come on. Like, with all this shit that's online now. Like, like I, I was probably watching this movie at, like, seven, eight, nine years old. That's probably sheltered compared to the, what the poor kids are seeing now. Like, because, like, I mean, like, I go to the grocery store and I see, like, they push the baby in, like, the shopping cart and he's, like, holding an iPad and shit. Like, imagine how quick, like, they're going to see all this shit. That would never be our kid, come on. (laughs) Yeah, like, but I mean, it's just like. They're going to be aware of the physical world. It's not about our kid, I'm just saying, a kid, like. They're not going to be looking at a screen. Yeah. 
I, I really like this part because, like, when they was down in, like, the streets of Tijuana, like, the, the whatever whorehouse district, like, it just seems so gross. I like this part where they walk through the, uh, they even say something, I think, here. Yeah, it's hard to believe this is the same town. Like, they're just walking through the neighborhood, and there's, like, some kids having a party with a piñata and just, you know, little normal things going on. And, like, I kind of like this part where they kind of got out of the, the hooker district, and it's, like, mm-hmm. it becomes a little more like a romantic uh, depiction of, you know. The country, you know, Mexico, whatnot. I'm on the Spanish flies. <laughs> yeah, Jackie or Haley's such a dumbass. He goes into like a legit pharmacy trying to buy Spanish flies, but he can't speak Spanish, so he's trying to play act like a fly flying around and the noise and all that shit. And the guy's like, "I don't know what you're talking about, kid." Did you, like, that was even a thing though when I was a kid. Spanish fly was like some shit you heard about. And I want to say even now, like, when you go to, like, gas stations and they have all those, like, super toxic boner dick pills, like, I think, like, they have some fake shit called Spanish Fly, too. I, like, heard the phrase before, but I had no idea what it referred to. Now that I think of it, I think I was introduced to it by, like, the Beastie Boys or something. I think they were talking about it in a song. I've heard it in a song, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the the pharmacist, like... Like, yeah, Jaguar Hurley's, like, play-acting humping, so, like, he's like, oh, hold on, and, like, he pulls a shotgun oh on God, him. He gets so scared. Yeah. Like, I like this part when he runs out. Like, the way he's running, it's like a live-action cartoon. It's awesome. <laughs> but even in the parking lot of the pharmacy, did you see that? There was, like, another upholstery place redoing the upholstery for cars. It was weird. <laughs> so, Shell, Shell, I always wondered, like, what this place actually was. Like, they're kind of... It looks like a drive-in. Like, uh... Just they're not showing the screen. Oh, that's what you thought? I thought it was, like, the... I mean, I don't think they're supposed to be at a drive-in, but it seems like they filmed it at a drive-in. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I took... I thought it was, like, a place like Sonic or something, where, like, you pull in and park and, like... It could be, but I didn't... I never, like, when... Later on when they go inside, like, I never noticed, like, any, like, kind of food serving anywhere no but it seems almost like a community like dance like a teenager's dance or yeah. something because a lot of young people there look like they're on dates or whatever yeah like a hall or something yeah but like they got these uh, palm trees that are lit up and stuff and like like what we we're saying too about like the way movies are shot like just like just very nighttime hardly any background but like it's still like very nice looking and Tom and her go dance. One thing was, like, she leaves her purse, like, everywhere, and, like, it never gets stolen. And I was, like, like, even as a kid, I was, like, the way, like, you would see Mexico or Tijuana in particular portrayed in movies, it was always, like, it was, like, a dangerous place. Like, they're going to rob you and all this shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is one of the guys, I think, that was jumping in the, the what do you call it, the, uh... This guy always has everything. Yeah, he's, like, a taxi driver, but, like, he was the guy jumping in the fountain trying to get her ring. Like, yeah, and um, this guy offers to take Jackie or Haley to a guy who has, like, the best Spanish fly in town, which ends up being, like, a comical thing. And the lady had, um, she had told him, like, oh, there's no such thing as that. Yeah, but, like, they refused to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't believe, they wouldn't believe. Just him, just he refused. They wouldn't believe in a date road drug. Now, this guy out here with this meat, I thought this was kind of gross. <laughs> it's just, like, an alleyway with a bunch of meat hanging in yeah. Up on a string. Yeah, this is where things start to get like you know, like they've been splitting this bottle of tequila. Uh, Tom and Shelley Long have, 
and like they're starting to get like comfortable and like they're kind of in like this high school dance setting almost and like they're bonding as characters and like I always felt like I don't know it's like like it's like it's weird it's like this is like a nice contrast into all like that brothel whore jumping they were doing before because like you could tell like even though they don't really know each other, like, they're just enjoying this experience together. Like, I think Tom would have been, like, you know, because he really wasn't about having sex with the hookers and stuff. I think if, like, Shelley Long wasn't along for the ride, I think he would have had a really miserable time in uh, yeah. Mexico. But he was all about it when they're, like, he wanted to go with his friends and have fun. But I yeah, think... Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, if he... I mean, maybe he thought he would have the guts to do it, but then when it came down to it, he's like, this is nasty. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny, too, because, like, like, uh, they talk about it here, and it comes up a couple other times, but, like, Tom isn't, like, in it, like completely innocent. He has a girlfriend at the high school, just she won't do it with him. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why he's just like, well, if my girlfriend will do it, like, I'll just go, you know, have sex with somebody real quick who will or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so like, you know, we're kind of, like, in the lull in between Act 2 and 3 here, and things are going to start getting ramping up here. But just in general, these hijinks, like all the whorehouses and what happens later where they get chased around nonstop and all crazy shit. He's going to start telling the story that he's been telling. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, like Jack Haley's like, oh man, like it's the same story that you give a girl Spanish fly and she'll hump the stick shift. And, uh, yeah. and it's funny too where he's like, I'll get you some marijuana too. And Jack Haley's like, oh no, marijuana is bad for you. It's terrible. <laughs> Like, you're going to be a hook on heroin. And, like, they don't realize the guy's smoking a joint right in front of him. Like, that was, like, the joke of this. Yeah, he says, oh, marijuana make you think you can fly and jump off buildings. But, uh, like, uh... Don't talk about it while my brother's in the car. Yeah, because, like, I grew up in the era of, like, these movies coming out nonstop. Like, all the porkies and shit. But, I mean, you're a little bit younger than me. Damn, Tom has giant hands. He does. He's got them Ethan uh, Hunt hands already. But, uh, like, like, what did you think about this, like, style of the movie? Like, this type of movie? And, like, like I think this one's, like, a little more, like, a legit movie, in all honesty. Because it has, like, actual kind of recognizable actors. And it's, you know, I guess we should say, I never mentioned Curtis Hanson, the guy who directed uh, uh, L.A. Confidential and 8 Mile. This is one of his first movies. This is really, like, his first real movie. He did a couple, like, really super low-budget movies before this. But, uh... But, so, I mean, this movie has, like, a real pedigree that, like, the teen titty flick of the time generally didn't have. But just what do you think about, like, taking in a movie like this? Because, you know, like, I would sit around as a kid and watch these and Porky's and shit just because, like, they're just immature guy movies that were on TV when I was a little kid or whatever. Yeah, yeah they're having their, their big first kiss here. Tom and Shelley Long. But, what, like, what would you think, like, just, like, this as an entertainment form, like, this is a template for a movie a formula like what do you think about sitting down like have you ever really watched movies like this before no i always i honestly i don't even i've never even really liked american pie like i just i don't know like i don't i'm not i'm not into this it's and it's not that i'm like like it's not that i'm like stuffy you know like i don't disapprove of like sexual activity or anything but it's just like i don't know it just doesn't amuse me like i don't know i don't i don't get any sort of entertainment out of it just like i mean i watched it with you and like i was sitting here most of the time like i said i didn't really say anything out loud because i try not to when i know we're gonna record but 
I'm just kind of like, oh my god. And I think I told you, I'm going to be saying most of the time, oh my god, with this stuff on this show. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's just not really... I mean, it's what I would call guy movies. Like, and I'm not saying it in an insulting way or anything. No, because just that's the audience. I for it. believe it or not, believe not everybody has to like everything. Yeah, <laughs> it, not everything is not for everyone, and I'm fine with that. And I just, I don't know, I'm not the audience for this. Like, that's usually what I say. Like, I'm not the audience for this, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, wouldn't you say, too, like, what you notice from, like, older movies from back then compared to now is, like, back then, like, they didn't have a problem making a movie for a very specific yeah. audience. Like, here's a movie for young boys. I mean, it, it does have a lot of teen. heart. Like, yeah. I do, like, as much as, like, this guy here is, like, so, like, horny and, like, raunchy and always trying to get a piece, like, I do find him endearing when he calms down from that shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it does have a heart in it, and, like, I do like Tom Cruise's side, and... As much as uh, Stockwell's, like, a super jerk, like, he, you know, like you said, he eventually has his learning moments, like, he's still never really completely, like, you know, turns, like, to be as endearing as the other ones, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's not just completely all, like, raunch the whole time. Yeah. It's just, really just that whorehouse part, honestly. I think and that's to, what you said earlier that it was just kind of like that part. Yeah, like like you, like once you move past that part, because like now we're at the part where Tom and Michelle Long are getting a, a room at the Alamo Motel. I like this guy, this this old sleep. <laughs> no, this, the yeah, this Mexican guy was old guy was sleeping at the thing. He's like, oh, I got customer. He wakes up and puts like Davy Crockett hat on. <laughs> But, like, yeah, you can see them, they're, like, they kind of had, like, this romantic moment at this dance, and they're like, oh, we, we need to be alone together, you know, have this moment together. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're walking down to, like, their little cabin, and they see, like, everybody, the GIs walking out with the hookers, and they're getting, like, a gross and icky feeling about it. I noticed, too, like, when he's interacting with her, he always, like, puts his hand on her, like... yeah. It's kind of awkward, but I mean, he is an awkward guy, but, um... Yeah, Tom is, like, like we, we haven't really talked about it, right, but you can see it in this scene right here, his body language, yeah. his hands are in his pocket, he's that scared. That was, like, one thing that kind of, like, made me, like, I kind of didn't like him like that, I don't... I'm so used to him being, like, hunky Tom Cruise, that it, yeah. it was so weird seeing him like this, it kind of made me, like, want to laugh at him, too, being like, oh my god, you're so dorky. <laughs> Well, that, that's kind of funny, too, because, I mean, you know, like, at this time, I mean, you know, like, like Tom, at this time, he's probably, like, in his very early 20s, probably, like, 20, 21 when he made this movie. He was he was still, you know, like, um, in real, you know, I'm talking about in real life, he's still, like, a hunky guy, whatever. Yeah. You well, know. He looked hunky right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they cast him as the heartthrob in other movies at this time period, but it's just, like, for this movie, they're, like... We're going to get this Tom Cruise guy to play, like, our dork. You know what I mean? It's funny. She says, I'm a sophisticated older woman. And she's like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I like, too, like, I don't know if there's a time period thing or he just had to do it because he's, damn, he's got his pants so tight. His his boxer shorts are up so high, like, past his navel. See, it's that's, so... that's what I think was making him look poofy in the stomach because now yeah. that he has his shirt off. He looks thin. Yeah, he's very. Yeah, he's very like I would say even borderline muscular. You know, he's in shape. But then it does look like how you're saying in some scenes he looks more sculpted because like 
Like he look, his face looked very sculpted there. You can see his cheekbones he and stuff. He looks older on this part too. Yeah. But like when they were walking, like when they walked into the like the front office of the of the motel, mm-hmm. his stomach had like a pooch on it, and I was gonna yeah. point it out, but I was like, maybe it's just me. But then, like, yeah, now that I saw how he's wearing his boxers over his pants. I'm yeah, like, I was, was going to say his it? boxers are shut. Because, I mean, you can't, if your pants are up high, you, your underwear have to go with it kind of thing. By the way, we do have to say this was the reason why he wanted to go was to see that damn donkey. Yes, John Stockwell, <laughs> Spider, he wanted to see a donkey show, which, it, you know, they never say exactly, but obviously it's, you know, he's supposed to see a woman, I don't know, jack yeah. off a donkey, have sex with a donkey. Yeah. So he finally does actually find the donkey show. But then he runs into the the asshole soldier guy, and they get and they bump into each other. Spills his drink, and then like a comical barroom brawl like breaks out, just hijinks. Everybody smashing the whole place up. This part's funny. I'm not like ordinary guys. I'm a nymphomaniac. Yeah, he knows he's got like he's oversexed. Sexual. Oh yeah, big time. And what's funny too is because um, they end up at the like uh, Jackie O'Hare and Wendell's brother. They um. They end up at like the little kind of high school type dance that that Tom and Shelly were at earlier. I thought that was interesting, but yeah, they see like a real per- uh, pretty girl um, serving uh, like whatever lemonade or whatever. So like Jackie or Haley's going to go up and basically try to roofie her and throw a Spanish fly in her drink <laughs> and see if she gets real horny. Because like, because like they even like his little brother tried to tell him or whatever. Like those are just aspirin or whatever, and he's like, no, they're Spanish fly. It's, it's going to work. It's going to work. But um, I lost my train of thought for a second there. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say Tom's underwear. Like I thought he was wearing a girdle in the scene. I'm like, oh, did they did they put the camera like too in the wrong place and showed he had a girdle? I was like, oh shit, that's his boxers. Yeah. Like because they were because yeah, you can't like have your underwear down around like your ass cheeks and then your like belt. Or, uh, I wonder if he just did that because like he normally wears boxers, but then they mm. gave him those tight-ass pants to wear. Yeah. So it was like the only way they could go on is if he pulled yeah. boxers all the way up. <laughs> Which, I'm sure that's probably how guys wore their pants back then. <laughs> I mean, you probably, you put, like, Spider wears, you know, blue jeans because he's more, like, lower class or whatever yeah. uh, kid. But um, you can't wear blue jeans all up around your navel and shit, but regular pants with a belt, I you could. So, yeah, the cop, he, he finally... Been wanting to get a hold and arrest one of the boys. He finds Spider in the middle of this barroom brawl. <laughs> this girl's not interested. <laughs> it's funny though because like even though this is like you know an eighties movie, it came out in the early eighties. It's like you see Jackie O'Haley there. Like he really has a face where like you see him and like he seems like a guy who could only be a teenager in the nineteen sixties, really. <laughs> He has the face of a fifty-year-old man in a little boy's body. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> like with Jackie Earl Haley, even when you see him in Bad News Bears, which which came out like I don't know, probably five, six, seven years before this. <laughs> like, even when he's like a younger, younger kid in that, like he he always he always looked and acted like an old man. I think that's why they always had him in these roles where he's smoking cigarettes, which is funny because like we keep talking about his, his <laughs> stained teeth, which are obviously stained from cigarettes or whatever. But now they're not. But like. What's weird about this movie for the time period is, like, you really don't see, like, hardly anybody ever smoking in this movie. Mm. When back then, I'm sure it was just, like, the production thing. They just didn't want to deal with, like, the continuity of all the cigarettes and all that. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, like you think you think everybody would be smoking up a storm everywhere. I like the little brother because he's always, like, the conscience. Like, his brother's conscience. The little angel yeah. on his shoulder. Well, I was going to say, too, like, with, with the... 
as as like despicable as the Dave character is with all his horniness and whatever. Um, I think the thing that kind of redeems Dave as a character is that you see he is a good brother to Wendell. Like he don't want to take him into the whorehouse and he yeah. don't want to expose him to all the that's bad what I'm shit. I'm saying like there's stuff that's endearing about him outside of his uh, horniness. Yeah. And then, like, Tom and uh, Shelly Long, and, like, they came out of the Alamo Hotel having, you know, we didn't really get to see it. We just saw them disrobing or whatever, but, yeah, they did have sex. It's starting to take effect. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. There was a bug <laughs> flying around her, and she was, like, swatting it away. He's like, oh, see? Yeah, she's getting loopy, oh. Huh? He bought the watch. <laughs> yeah. Dummy. Wendell knows, because he, he, he ran into the watch salesman guy. That's so crazy that, like, there was a time where, like, a Model A was considered a classic. I know. <laughs> it's like, by now, like, those are, like, long gone. Well, I, mean, I know they exist still, but... <laughs> yeah. Very rare. <laughs> so this is, like, a long piece of trivia, but I'll just go ahead and read it. It kind of talks about some of the stuff we talked about. <laughs> um, it says, uh, Because this movie was a low-budget, non-union film, they used at least ten crew members as actors, and many others didn't want their names on the credits, even. They also hired a lot of local people from Calexico, California to be extras and a few were put in as principals with lines. Mm. The art department covered 80% of the storefronts on the main boulevard with period looking facades. Mm -hmm. The crew worked six nights a week for five to six weeks for most of the scenes. The only nights off were Sunday nights. So a lot of the crew would drive into Mexicali, Mexico Mm. to go dancing at their version of a Studio 54 disco. Mm The Model A car, which we're seeing right now, that was owned by the local guys was actually very troublesome for the duration of the movie. <laughs> by the end, it was dragging on the ground because the, sus- the suspension was so bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then later on in his career, with an interview with Playboy magazine, Tom said that he did this movie because uh, he wanted to work with Jackie or O'Haley. Wow. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, like he was a pretty big star in those Bad News Bears movies. <laughs> So this is a funny thing. Um, it's talking about when they shot at Calexico. That like uh, one night the crew was part, cast and crew was car- partying at a local like bar. It says Tom was Cruz was dancing with an Asian girl when her boyfriend noticed and slipped on a pair of brass knuckles. This was noticed by one of the leads, and they hurried Cruz out of the club, joking laterly that they saved his beautiful molars. So apparently some guy was putting on brass knuckles going to beat the shit out of Tom. Oh my god. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So here's some trivia about the uh, car, which we'll see again here soon. The Jackie O'Haley's car, the 57 Chevy. It says the make and model color of the car in which the guys that cruised the Tijuana was a light red 1957 Chevrolet Bel Air convertible. In 1965, the year in which this film was set, the car was a very, uh, fairly common one to see and could be bought for a fairly reasonable price. It says nowadays, a restored car of that type could bring more than $100,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, obviously, like... Well, not obviously, because nobody knows me, but... <laughs> Um, when I was younger, I was always around a lot of car car shows and stuff, and, like, I mean, back then, they were valuable and, like, special. I can only imagine now. That was, like, yeah. I don't know, what, like, 20 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> 30 years ago? 
So here we see Spider. He got uh, thrown into the Tijuana jail, which is that's where you don't. That, that's pretty much why I never go to Mexico. You don't want to get thrown in jail for bullshit. But, um, yeah, like, uh, he gets thrown in for his part in the ballroom, bro, and it's just basically all these guys, like, laying around on, like, the floor on burlap sacks and shit. He has to sit down somewhere, and the guy's like, yeah, whatever, some wino-looking guy. And then, like, yeah, this giant, like, the bully guy of the jail comes in, and he's like, oh, I didn't tell you to sit there, and, like, the, the boss of the jail. Yeah. And it's weird, too, because, like, you would see guys like this in movies back then where, like, like, back then, this was a muscular guy. Yeah. Like, he's kind of, like, fat. It's weird. Like, he's kind of fat, but he's, like, solid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I think that's how the Kingpin was supposed to be in, like, the Spider-Man comic books. Mm-hmm. He looks like an old-timey wrestler. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, old beefy wrestler. And so, yeah. And, like, Spider, you know, he, he's a tough guy. Like, first, he's not trying to get in the shit with the guys, but then it's obvious that the guy's going to... You know, it's like pretty much seems like the guy does this to everybody who comes in the jail. He starts shit with them. Kind of like just the jailhouse bully. Like, thankfully, like, uh, this movie didn't go there. Like, like at first you think, like, oh, is Spider going to get raped or something? Like, that's where all prison movies went back then. It was just all about ass rape. That's American prison. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, this guy, he, he starts a fight with Spider. And Spider does fight him. Like, he's, he doesn't puss out. Like, he's willing to fight him. But it's just, like, this guy outweighs him by probably a good 70 pounds. And he's, plus, he's this guy's, like, a man. And he's a tough man. Spider's just a high school mm-hmm. kid. Oh, damn. Yeah. Gives him a little slap. Spider's like, fuck yeah. you. And he's, like, beats him yeah, down. Kind of, like, knees him in the face, too. Spider don't give up, oh, though. Like, he damn. keeps going for a while. It's good, uh... I like how that dude's just laying there and not moving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Finally, he rams him face first in the wall. Jeez. Says, bye-bye, gringo. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, the, but then he goes and he grabs him a burlap sack and throws it to him, like, here, you know, lay on this. Nice so. Try. So, I mean, yeah, like, he's not going to keep picking on him. He just kind of, like... You can sit there. Yeah, so now you can sit there. It just was, like, a bit of entertainment for all the guys in the jail to laugh about. <laughs> it was weird how there's, like, almost like a screen door there that goes into the other part of the cell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, like, the guys in the Model A, uh, Jack Hero, Haley, Dave, he was uh, mouthing off how he slipped this girl a Spanish fly and she's getting horny. Well, it turns out that girl was actually the guy's sister. Yep. So now they kidnap him, him and Wendell, and they're going to take him to the uh, the local, uh, what do you call it, junkyard and deal with them. They got to talk to Pedro over here. Yeah. So Tom and Shelly, they saw a Spider in the back of the police car going to jail, so they're they're trying to work out a deal now with the cop to get him out, which, like, you see them working the deal, but, like, I don't think they fully explain it till later, but, like, yeah... This is going to set up the whole climax of uh, the movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's trapped there forever. So let's talk a little bit, like, uh, while they're working this out, let's talk about the whole reason why we kind of started down this this road of these early Tom movies. Because these, these characters and stuff he would play, like, I just, like, I know Tom's just kind of, you know, and granted we haven't seen the new Top Gun or whatever, but, like, 
Tom used to really be all about the individual characters playing one time, the drama, the comedy, like whatever he was doing. Now he's all about franchises. Like You mean when his body wasn't invaded by the body snatchers? Yeah, before he uh, <laughs> met Xenu in the primordial caves or whatever. The, he was actually human? Yeah, before his spirit was locked in the base of the volcano or whatever it is. But, um... Which, which, by the way, like, that is, like, like make a movie about that shit. <laughs> yeah, really. And, like, Travolta did. He did Battlefield Earth, and then, like, people were just like, oh, fuck this shit. We don't want to see it. Because, like, Battlefield Earth was the movie that was supposed to make Scientology, Scientology like, cool or whatever. Really? Yeah. Because oh. it, it was based on L. Ron Hubbard book. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. And then, and then when that flopped, like kind of like the whole L. Ron Hubbard cinematic universe, like kind of <laughs> collapsed into itself. Cinematic universe. <laughs> I mean, it, that's but like they, it wasn't like you know now like um, you know now they have like the religious movies and they're funded by like a small studio you never heard of. Yeah. Well, like the, like Travolta, he talked Warner Brothers into making you know. That was before anybody thought anything negatively of uh, Scientology, I guess. Yeah. You know, with all the money that Scientology has, like... They should make I'm movies. I'm surprised they don't make movies. Yeah. You're probably... They're probably... But it's like that thing how, yeah, like... They could make money. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, it seems like now, like, they're just all about owning all those empty buildings. Like, they're, I think they're just... All they care about taxes and I saving the money. they don't really have money. But... Yeah. Well, if Tom's paying them, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, we're just really trying to take a look at Tom's early career and kind of see what he was like before he became Mr. Because, like, I... I'm just a completist. Like, I, like, we've started, um, Ben Affleck stuff from the beginning, and, like, I refuse to move on until we watch the next one. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we didn't really do it with Johnny Depp. We kind of did it with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Not like he has that many on his uh, agenda or his uh, yeah. <laughs> career yet, but um, but yeah, like I just like seeing from the beginning, like the progression of like people's careers. Like it's interesting to me. So yeah, so here's the next big turn of events: the soldiers, because they're in the brawl too. They got thrown in the jail too. They find Spider, and they all three of them getting up, start beating him up. And now El Padrino over here is uh Yeah, the the bully of the jail comes out. And he, he becomes like the hero of the movie because he beats the shit out of the soldiers. Yeah. Like Rick Rosovich punched him in the face and he, he goes like, like he doesn't just knee Rosovich in the, the groin. Like he puts all his weight into it. Mm-hmm. Welcome to my cell. Yeah, he even says if you want to talk to my friend or anybody else, you come to me first. He calls him his friend. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like, I mean, obviously... <laughs> Spider had gotten beat up all night long. He couldn't have fought all three of those guys by himself. Yeah. Yeah, this is sad too. This is where they talk about, they're trying to work out a deal. They're like, oh, what about his, you know, the cop to get Spider out of the jail? And Chili Wong's like, what about his mom? And uh, Tom says, uh, she doesn't have any money and either if she did, she wouldn't care about him. Yeah, so this is what's going on in the junkyard. Jackie or Haley. They put a hook up through, like, his his pant, I guess his belt or whatever. You can totally, totally tell this dude has no idea how to use that thing. The blowtorch? Yeah. yeah. And then, like, when when he tried to light it on fire, you could tell he got scared because it came yeah. out so strong. <laughs> yeah, it's so giant. So they got, they got Earl Haley up on a uh, 
crane hanging about 20 feet off the air. And they got this giant welding blowtorch this actor does. And, like, they're waving it at him. Like, they're going to, like, lower him down. And they, they tell him, like, oh, you know, you come to our country and you treat us bad. So we're going to take away, you know, the offending part. You know, you think you're so masculine. Basically, they're 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 putting a prank on him, but he doesn't know it. But, like, that they're going to burn his dick off with his blowtorch. But him and Wendell, like, you know, they think it's real. Yeah, and Wendell kind of breaks free for a second because this guy was kind of half-ass holding him and then doing the crane. You could tell that thing was hurting him because he was, yeah. like, holding it. <laughs> the flame or whatever? No, the, um, when he was hanging up there. Oh, yeah. He was hanging onto the back of the thing like, oh, my God, take this off. Yeah, the har- whatever harness he was wearing, like, they yeah. always say those are super uncomfortable and they yeah. cut into your legs and shit. Yeah. So, yeah, like, the GIs, they get a spider... The dirty look like they're going to stop him from... Mm. <laughs> yeah. The jail daddy comes out and says... El Padrino. El Padrino. <laughs> Adios, amigo. Tells him to get out. I like how he's all greased up. <laughs> yeah, you know, stay oily in the, the Tijuana jail or whatever. But yeah, they get Spider out. They work a deal. And, like, they don't say it yet, but, like, you'll find out in the later scene that they're basically... Uh, Tom had to agree to give over uh, Jack Yarrow's 57 Chevy. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, such a hard, like, harsh thing to uh, pay because, like, this was such a nothing charge that they had Spider on, but the cop acts like it's just, like, the biggest deal in the world. Like, he's going to tell him, yeah, he's, when he goes before the judge, he's going to get three or four years in prison at least. That's the TJ. Yeah, that's how they work it down there. Well, how should we say just TJ, that's Mexico. Yeah. But, like, yeah, what I was getting back to with Tom, like, during this time of his career, like, I was, like, like, I mean, not that I was the biggest Tom Cruise fan or whatever, but, See like. See how he's holding her arm? Yeah, he's always touching her. He's very affectionate and close with her. But it's not even affectionate. He's like, hey, he's got, like, a hard-ass grip every Well, he's time. a T1. He can't, can't let anything happen to her. Go ahead. But, uh, like, I was with Tom, and then, like, you know, these early movies that he did, like, I saw, and, like, they are cool, but it was really the the movie he kind of did after this legend, it was a big fantasy really Scott movie, I really loved that movie, and, like, Tom in it. Then he did Top Gun, and he kind of lost me, because, like, Top Gun just really wasn't a movie for me, like, I shoot. You weren't the audience for it? Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> nine years old, it really wasn't about, like, I know a lot of people think he's, like, super cool in Top Gun, but, like, I didn't really think so. And it, it was just kind of this, like, whack movie about this guy trying to be a hotshot. Like, like I didn't, I don't really like the Maverick character. Like, he's just a guy who's, like, thinks he's hot shit and he's going to prove he's the best pilot and all that shit. I don't really like that. I like Tom, like, how he is in this movie, how he's, like, a nice guy. Yeah, this is where they, <laughs> they notice the bulge in Jackie Hurley's pants. But, uh, yeah, I just like Tom playing, like, the more humble characters. And then later on... Like, you know, like, went and saw Tom Cruise movies after that. I really liked The Color of Money. Like, I liked his character pieces. And then, like, in the 90s, he started, like, I felt like he wasn't acting anymore. He was just being Tom Cruise. He was just being Jerry Maguire. Yeah, he was being, like, this, like, larger-than-life egocentric. So, like, I really fell off the Tom train for, like, a very long time. Like, I would still check out most of his movies. There's, There's still a few I haven't seen. There's a few over the years, like, Far and Away I enjoyed and stuff. And, you know, Days of Thunder I thought was okay. I think the one 
that I really enjoyed the least when I saw it was like the firm. I remember when me and my dad went to see it on like Fourth of July, and there was like a fight scene where you're supposed to fucking believe Tom Cruise would have to physically fight Wilford Brimley and have a hard time with it. It's just ridiculous shit. And I was just like, like Tom's movies like really rubbed me the wrong way for a long time, but like eventually like. He started doing more and more stuff. Like, I like the War of the Worlds. He, like, started doing stuff where it was, like, less about Tom Cruise. And he started winning me back, kind of. And, um... I like the Jack Reacher movies. And, like... I thought you didn't like those, though, because they were PG. The first one, yeah. I had a problem with the sniping scene. When they do the sniping and there's not a drop of blood. <laughs> but, like, the people are supposedly being, like, ripped apart by, like, a high-caliber sniping rifle. I did have a problem with that. But I like his character in it. Like, he's just... More of like a secretive badass type guy, and and like the Mission Impossible movies, like they were kind of hit and miss for me for a while, but like <laughs> eventually they become like so like cartoonish. I got back into it, and like now, yeah, you can see like the harness he was actually wearing there. Yeah, but um, yeah. So so Wendell steals the Model A and like you know pulls it under the thing and p- puts the guy on the guys on a foot chase and it gives Jack or Hurley time to get it off. So like. They're pretty much escaping the junkyard in the Model A now. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, your little kid driving the, the truck around. But, like, that, unless it was, like, a stick shift, which it might be, but I don't know. Like, that probably wouldn't be a hard kid, hard car for a uh, kid to drive, really. Weren't all cars stick shifts at one point? I thought they were. And you would think that one, but, like, they just don't really show it. Like, if it was a stick shift, there's no way he could drive it. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, like I really come around. Like now, I love Tom's. Like, like you falling off the Tom wagon now. Like you don't really like any of his newer output. But like, I kind of like just how ridiculous of like a movie star is. Like with the Top Gun thing, how he learned how to fly the jet and all that. That is the only one that I've kind of been like, all right, I'm willing to break my uh, Tom Cruise fast. Yeah. <laughs> as far as uh, his '90s, his Scientology era stuff. Yeah. To see that freaking movie. But the only reason why is not because Tom Cruise looks cool and because he learned how to fly and made everybody on the cast learn how to fly. That freaking Lady Gaga music video yeah. makes the movie look so awesome. Epic, yeah. yeah, so like, I'm just like, that's why I want to see the movie. But I'm like, damn, I've never seen the first one. That is another one that I know I should have seen by now that I have never seen. So I'm yeah. just like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows whenever we'll sit... You don't like Top Gun. I'm never going to sit down and be like, let's watch a Tom Cruise movie. So who knows when that will happen, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be willing. And like, I... <laughs> There's so many, so much other stuff we, we want to watch that... Yeah, it's true. That's never going to be at the top of our list. <laughs> yeah. Like, like once it hits video, I might, you know, then re-watch the first one and then yeah. watch the second one. Like... We kind of got watch the first one though like way in advance because of the huge time gap like, yeah it'll be weird watching it so close because it's like it's hard too because we've got some johnny depp movies we want to watch yeah that's what i'm saying like who knows <laughs> and i also want to watch the m night Shyamalan superhero trilogy so. yeah 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 so this is where you find out that uh tom had promised uh the cop um Jackie O'Hurley's car, and Jackie O'Hurley's like, no, he's like, Spider got thrown in jail, like, I don't care, he's like, leave him behind, you know, I'm not giving up my car, but then the cop, like, he finally reveals how corrupt he was, 
where he's like, oh, like, oh, you guys stole that car, that Model A. I'll throw you in jail for that. So, like, now the cop is, like, basically willing to throw everybody in jail just so he can keep yeah. the 57 Chevy for himself. And I'm like, like, forgive me, I have no idea who this actor is. Who, who He might even be a well-known guy. I just don't know him. The guy who plays... Pedro Pascal? Yeah, the guy who... Uh, the Mandalorian who plays the, uh, the corrupt police chief. Yeah. But, like, this guy's really good. Like, he's really got, like, good, like, comic timing, like... Like, just everything about him, he just has, like, a nice over-the-top delivery to all his lines. But he's, like, really, really good. He almost has, like, a leading man quality to him. Yeah. I re- like, yeah, like, I know he's barely in it, but I really like Chewy, too, the guy who runs the <laughs> car upholstery place. Yeah. Like, like he really kind of gets some scenes in here, like, late in the picture. But, um... It's just funny, like, all that upholstery there and stuff. Like, just a small little outdoor business that was specialized in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's just watching what's happening. Yeah, so, like, they pull, like, hijinks here. <laughs> where they, they, Yeah, three Stooges hijinks where they, they do the log and they trip to push the guy. Right? <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, they end up uh, handcuffing the cop. You know, you get his gun away, push it away or whatever. And they handcuff yeah. the cop to a table. And, like, it's kind of cool, too, because, like, when, uh, Wendell the Wimp, his giant bag of fireworks, he throws it in a police car and, like, lights them off. So, like, they're going to start blowing up here in a second. So even when the cop does get free, he can't really, like, drive away. He tries, but, like, his car's full of fireworks. Yeah, it's it's funny. Chewie's like, I got the keys to your car still. You forgot to pay me. And they're like, oh, hurry up and pay me. I thought it was funny, too, that the cop starts, like, blowing this whistle he has. Like, what are they going to do? Like, you know what I mean? He took the guy's cigarette. Yeah, the guy, the chewy cigar. He's going to throw it in the bag of fireworks and throw it in the cop car. Yeah, and and then here on top of it, like, now the cop's going to try and chase him. But here's the guys from the junkyard. They're going to try and chase him, too. Like, this is where it gets really wacky. It starts becoming, like, almost like a literally... Oh, my God. Here, the way he's lifting that table, it's so yeah. silly looking. <laughs> like, he's going to chase them carrying this table around. This is, this is a good... Damn, but he, he broke it. Yeah, he, ends, he broke it all apart. Dang. Yeah. He's like, Chewie, why didn't you help me? So, oh, yeah. He's like, why did you give him the key? He's like, because he paid me for the tuck and roll. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the cop car is, like, blowing up with fireworks inside of it and shit. This is, this is a good chase, though, considering that guy in the Model H is, like, holding on for his life in the rear of it and the bed of it. These captions are so strange. Yeah. We were, we were watching. The ones are totally wrong. Yeah, <laughs> what they're saying. But, um... Yeah, like, I, I just like the whole setup here, and, like, they're racing through the town. Like, we kind of already established the town or whatever, and, like, now they're going to be racing through it with this uh, this uh, crazy car chase. So, the, <laughs> eventually, the cop will get in the car, but it's still oh blowing up. And then it looks like as, at a certain point, he wants to start laughing, too. Yeah, he starts, <laughs> he's like, holy shit. Because it just keeps popping. There's no way the car wouldn't, like, blow up at it some point. It popping and popping. Yeah. <laughs> And now the, the MPs got the uh, soldier guys out there. So they're in a Jeep, too. Like, no. like some of the cop car, like, they're all open-air convertibles or Jeeps. Like he's his face. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's, he's covering his face driving because the fireworks are so blowing up in his face. 
I felt bad for Chewie though, because he's like laughing at him the whole time. I'm like, is he going? When all this is over, isn't that the sheriff going to come back and bust him for something? <laughs> yeah, like the like the Rick Rossovich is like, oh, like we're leaving. We won't get another chance at that guy. It whatever. kills me to see them driving that car like that. Like... Just crashing it up. Yeah. <sighs> So yeah, the first oh, first you have the MP Jeep, like, and that's like on the poster, like they've they crash their Jeep into a sign for bullfights. <laughs> yeah, and they tell the cop, "Oh, they went that oh. way," and he's like, "Oh yeah," and then like his car's still blowing up with fireworks. <laughs> Get those mothers! And now, then this girl practically gets her toes ran over. I know, just bored hooker sitting in the street. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's oh. it's funny too, cause like I guess the street has emptied out a little bit, but like you totally get to the guys blowing the whistle. <laughs> yeah, everybody blowing the whistle like that's gonna make people stop shit. <laughs> but yeah, the the guys in the Model A are chasing the the guys in the Chevy, and like uh, at this point, like Shelly Long sees her husband walking on the street, and like he ducks into like a a stripper bar, <laughs> but like this is where you kind of get like the setup of the you know, like, what's going to happen here. So, like, Wendell has, like, one last rocket left, and he shoots a bottle rocket at the guys. And, like, it's basically, like, they can't see because, like, the front of their car is flaring. And then they crash into, like, just all the knickknacks of the, what do you call it? Yeah, the stands where they sell the the little cheap shit, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, they're like, oh, we got away, we got away. And then they get to the border, and they still got the cop chasing them, but, like, it's just totally like, yeah. There's like the chicken. chickens. Yeah. Everybody There's, knows everybody. Yeah, the cop. There, I'm sorry. The cab driver comes up, tells the guys, "They're like, oh, I know a guy who fix your car real good." <laughs> so yeah, like they're going to the border and like they just basically get stuck because like there's all these cars in a row trying to get back because you know going back in the U.S. is hard or whatever. And like like Spider like does like a really cool thing where like. They make it look like for a second, like, he's gonna, he jumps out of the car, like, he's gonna abandon them or something. Mm-hmm. But he actually goes and tells the Border Patrol, and, like, what's great, too, is, like, the Border Patrol guy, like, I didn't recognize him at first, because he's clean-shaven, but this is Joe Spinell, mm-hmm. the great, uh, Italian, uh, character actor who, uh, it almost looks like his long hair is, like, pulled up under his hat, but, like, yeah. he had a small part in Godfather. Yeah. But he's the most famous. Uh, he was friends with Stallone. Like, he knew Stallone real well. But he, he played uh, the main killer guy in the movie Maniac, the greasy maniac. So Joe Spinell, the the legendary uh, slasher, uh, sleazy <laughs> film guy. Yeah. It was like, I was like, holy shit. Like I, t- I, like, I don't even think when I had this film on DVD, I don't even think I ever even noticed it was Joe Spinell. <laughs> so, like, he tells him, like, hey, like, I'm not with these guys. Uh, you know, I just barely know them, but I think they got a lot of stuff hidden in their car, and that makes them, like, seize the car and go, okay, come to the front, you know, we're, we're gonna, like, they don't arrest them, arrest them, because they don't have any charges yet, but they basically detain them, they make everybody strip down, and, like, that was their way of getting away from the Mexican police, because, like, once the U.S. border guys have them in custody, the Mexican, uh, crooked cop couldn't really do anything to them, so it was pretty genius, and, of course, everybody strips down, and they're like, oh, this guy's got something in his pants. He's, he's smuggling something. Of course, it's for the last time, it's Jackie or Haley 
the joke of the uh, tube sock, and they're like, what's in it? And they take it all apart. They look in the sock, put their hand in the sock, <laughs> thinking he's, like, smuggling some drugs or something. But it's just, like... I like how the other guys are half naked and him. He's still fully clothed. <laughs> yeah, because he's nervous about showing the guys his sock dick or whatever. Pull it out. <laughs> yeah. They look at it. <laughs> Joe Spinell has to take it apart look at it. He's like, huh. But uh, th- that that's like a, a that's like your like good comedy thing of just like the joke that just keeps mm-hmm. paying off and paying off, paying yeah. off. It's mm-hmm. weird too because it's like, <laughs> yeah, and they, they throw it in the trash. He like, oh my god. Yeah, they take the car oh. totally apart, like with all the Why? panels and shit. Ugh. And Joe Spinell's pissed. The spider says, "What are you? Some kind of wise guy." But obviously they can't tell him, like, the real truth of why they, you know, why he pulled that little stunt. And then, like, I was kind of surprised because, like, like, yeah, Spinell tells him, like, okay, guys, it's over. They ain't got nothing. Put the car back together. Like, I really wouldn't think Border Patrol would put it back together at all. I thought we'd think they would just be like, okay, it's your shit. Like, whatever. parents will throw it in the trunk. Yeah, really. And then uh, Jackie Hurley's like, no, no, like, you gotta put it together this way or you'll scratch it, whatever. Now, here's, like, the kind of big wrap-up for the Shelley Long character, and I thought it was weird, because, like, then her husband is coming back across the border, and, like, when we saw him, it looked like he was in Tijuana, like, trying to party, because, like, she yelled for him, and then he just ran in the go-go bar or whatever, but now when, uh, he... Because it seemed like he heard her. Yeah. It seemed like he saw her, too. And he's just like, oh, you know, they reunite, and he's like, oh, I was looking all over for you, and all that kind of stuff. And, um... It's just kind of weird. Like, I kind of, like, don't know, like, what to make of this, like, ending for her character. Is cause, like, I don't get why she's going back to him. Because, like, yeah. she's st- he's still, like, everything, all the things she didn't like. <laughs> yeah, like, nothing is fixed between them. Like, I guess she just, like, going through with, like, the divorce. Like, she just had second thoughts. But it's, like, really why? It's, like, she had this adventure with Tom. She had sex with this young boy, whatever. Like, she got to cut loose in Tijuana and have fun. And, like, what's funny is, like, when you watch this, like, this whole movie, like, it's really, like, the whole movie probably takes place from beginning to end in, like, a course of, like, 12 to 14 hours, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even, like, a full day, really. Yeah. Because they'll be from morning to night. Dang! Yeah. And then she kisses Tom all passionately in front of her husband, and her husband's, <laughs> like, he's, like, what the fuck's going on? He doesn't know what to make of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is what they realized that Tom had sex with her. Because, you know, Tom would never brag. He's more of a gentleman than that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, the Shelley Long character, like, I didn't know what to make of it. Because it's like, you know, during the course of the movie, like, I didn't think anything she was doing was, like, morally. <laughs> she goes and kisses her husband again. Like, a little peck, even though she just <laughs> passionately made out with Tom right from him. But, no, like, I mean, I didn't think, like, she did anything wrong having sex with Tom or anything. Because she was getting divorced. But now it's just like, what's the point of having sex with a, another guy if you're just going to go back to your husband? Like, yeah. like I don't really get, like, like I feel like it would have been more empowering. And I totally forgot that the husband showed back up. I like this shot, too, where they're driving back, you know, on the coastline. It's like uh, sunrise. So it's a real pretty shot. But no, like, I I just think it would have been more like whatever more like a positive or powerful storyline for her if like she just then would have exited the movie starting her new life you know what i mean 
You have modern thinking going on here. <laughs> that doesn't happen back then. Yeah, she just wanted to have hijinks just like the guy. She Woman went to... empowerment didn't exist. Yeah. I don't know. She needed to go back to her marriage. That she took a took half day break. Place. Yeah, so they get back to America and like they they stop at like this little like r- kind of you know Pacific Coast like roadside diner. I like this too that Jackie O'Haley takes off his Sinatra hat. He's wore the whole movie. He just looks at himself and he throws it in the trash because like threw his sock away out of his pants. He threw his for Sinatra hat away. Like he's not. He's not trying to be like some. Oh, look, he's still checking her out. He's still trying to be. Oh yeah, he's so horny. He's just yeah. not trying to be the ultimate. You know, he's not putting on the act anymore. I guess you could say. It's like the stuff. <laughs> so yeah, they they get here in the diner. They just want to eat some breakfast, and then the GIs are there, <laughs> and like the movie literally ends. Like Rosovich is a big guy. He's like grabbing Stockwell and Tom and pulling them down. Mm. And, like, a giant <laughs> brawl f- breaks out with everybody throwing food. Just everybody goes crazy. The younger brother's like, these idiots. Yeah, Wendell the Wimp walks out. And he, he, <laughs> well, he, breaks the he breaks the fourth wall. It's like, this is where Ferris Bueller got the idea from Wendell looking <laughs> in the hair. Yeah, he just lo- he just throws his arms up and he's just looking at the camera, shaking his head like, these dummies, what are we going to do everywhere they go? And then, of course, the... Uh, the theme song starts like, come on, boys, revving your engines, we're losing it. Ow. Like, it's just so fucking, using it, abusing it, having the time of our lives, losing it. Johnny Hot Rocks, he was the MC. He was the, yeah, Johnny Hot Rocks, yeah, he was a real dirty guy. He, if you look at, yeah, Border Patrolman, Joe Spinell. So, yeah, so, I mean, that's it. It's just hijinks from beginning to end. It ends. Everybody learned the lesson, but then more hijinks <laughs> broke out. And, like, that's what I've missed, like, 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 because you're like, oh, I can't believe you're watching this movie when your little kid is so dirty or whatever. But to me, it was just, like, guys having fun, having hijinks. Like, I thought this was supposed, what you're supposed to do when you got older and got into, like, high school. the movie was not hijinks, okay? <laughs> the movie was a sex capades. <laughs> I mean, I still, like, love this movie. Like, when I told you, like, we watched it earlier this week, and the next day I was like, man, I can't stop thinking about that movie. Like, like it's one of those things, like, there was a lot of movies I watched on cable when I was a kid, and then years later, I was like, I remember bits and pieces of them, and then I watched them again years later, and, like, some of them were, like, nothing like I remembered, and some of them were exactly like I remember, and some were, like, kind of boring now. But this movie, like, I just remembered as a kid, like, this seemed, this movie seemed like it was, like, the ultimate, like, adventure. Like, crazy hijinks, shit breaking out. And, like, when I, when I saw it again for the first time about ten years ago, like, yeah, like, I got that DVD, and I was just, like... And now watching the Blu-ray scene in high def again, it's, like, there's so, like, I, I kind of see a more better picture of like you know like really what the movie looks like and all that kind of stuff like i still really like it like it like i guess it's it it, it's weird though because my perspective has changed because like i thought this was like the biggest most wildest adventure whereas like now when you watch it there's a lot of quiet character moments and a lot of uh, character development and story arc and stuff and i mean like you know everybody always learns some lessons and some teen titty flicks some sex comedies but I think this one is really, like, I think this is, like, the godfather of teen titty flicks. Because, like, <laughs> it's got a great cast. Everybody changes. Everybody learns a lesson. Everybody, like, whatever. So, like, I can't recommend this movie, really. 
more highly enough. Like, I think everybody needs to see it. Like, oh my God. I just, you know, like, I, I'm serious. Every though. male needs to see well, it. Well, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, you probably you probably don't have a pair of balls if you can't sit down and watch Losing It. But it's just got the classic, like, storyline and everything. Because it's, like, you know, set in the 60s. Where, like, it kind of, it kind of, like, is the... It's pr- as old as me. It is. It's like, it was produced the same. years old. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, to me, this movie is like the perfect blend of American Graffiti and uh, Porky's, pretty much. See the poster? It's one of those things where they, they probably drew the poster based on, uh, like, the script. and Because, like, like, the guys in the car, like, none of them facially, like, really look like the guys in the movie. Like, they're kind of dressed like them, but, like... They never, like, when, like, Wendell throwing the, the big firecracker out, it's, like, a full-grown man instead of, like, a chubby little boy. And then, like, in the back, like, you see, like, the GIs busting through, like, the billboard in the Jeep. The one guy's, like, flying <laughs> yeah. to his death or whatever. And then, like, the guy's up in the, like, it's not even really the Model A. It's just, they, it looks like another car up there, like, blowing up. Yeah. And, they're, uh, and then the giant, like, I remember this. Well, I guess I didn't really see... I mean, maybe I saw the theater poster, but I remember the VHS box with the, the, the pair of legs in the car. And, then, like, for some reason, I always thought it was supposed to be Shelley's Long's legs, but I'm like, no, she never wore stockings like that. That's, like, the hooker's legs. But it's a very interesting poster, like, some of the concepts, somebody thought of it like that. Like, it's got a good graphic design element to it, too, like, the way they put those stripes in there to give it some color and some pop. Yeah, Curtis Hansen, no longer with us, passed away a while ago, but I'm glad he went, you know, because a lot of times you watch these little obscure movies from the early 80s and the directors didn't do much. I'm glad he got to have a big kind of like Academy Award winning career. That was a nice little, you know, uh, success story. But uh, yeah, so thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you for tolerating losing it. Like, like this is Jeez. like... <laughs> Way to sign off. <laughs> Oh, me? Yeah, you. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about. You talking about no, listeners. <laughs> no, I'm. Just, I'm just saying this was a, this movie was. I didn't tolerate it. It wasn't yeah. that bad. <laughs> this movie was a big part of my childhood, and and I knew the only way I could ever get you to watch it is to trick you into doing a podcast episode about it. So uh, yeah, so That's thank. Pretty true. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe you would like it just because of like the setting of it, the classic time period of it, but. But I it, am a sucker for for uh, well, this is sixties, but fifties type movie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, good good little flick, a little forgotten, but that's what the movie graveyard well, exists for. You couldn't find any guy friends to do it with you. Well, come on, <laughs> to do this yeah. podcast with you. They said you said they could. No one had it. No, I mean, just nobody knows about it. Like yeah, if I just bring I mean. it up, just nobody. Like that's what I mean. Like yeah, like I mean, I grew up watching it. You know, it was like the formative years or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's fun examining Tom's career. Fun, it's fun examining anybody's career, really, yeah, you know? I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... All yeah. right, sign off for real. Time. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you back here next time on the Movie Graveyard.